Surely, like all criminals who pay their debt to society and must overcome the stigma of a felony conviction upon their release, Tyson has earned Hollywood's extensive efforts to rehabilitate his image while paying him lots of money just to show up in front of cameras. I could go on. I will go on, in fact, for the length of a book. But I trust you're getting the picture. A Crime Unlike Any Other In the preamble to their 1993 anthology, Transforming a Rape Culture, feminist scholars Emily Bookwald, Pamela R. Fletcher, and Martha Roth write, In a rape culture, women perceive a continuum of threatened violence that ranges from sexual remarks to sexual touching to rape itself. A rape culture condones physical and emotional terrorism against women and presents it as the norm. Terrorism. Again, it's a bold, shocking choice of words, but not much of an exaggeration. We tend to imagine rapists, like terrorists, as an omnipresent and often unidentifiable threat, everywhere and nowhere at once. Since we don't know exactly who will strike or when, we agree that the best we can do is try to avoid victimhood. We put pressure on potential targets to volunteer for safety rituals that create the illusion of security while quietly eroding our freedom. Airline passengers submit to groping by strangers for the sake of thwarting terrorism, and average women restrict their movements and clothing for the sake of thwarting strangers who aim to grope them. Like post-9-11 exhortations for passengers to fight back against skyjackers or die trying, our ostensibly empowering advice to women is to learn self-defense, to plan on disabling potential attackers at the first sign of any impropriety. The part we'd prefer not to talk about, the part that's much less empowering than praising the twin pillars of feminine vigilance and martial arts, is that there will still be victims in this scenario. Not all of them women, by the way. Our culture is not equipped to prevent their being attacked, and adding insult to injury, our system is not equipped to bring all of their attackers to justice. Hell, our system isn't even entirely sure what that would mean at this point. To an extent, this is merely a reflection of harsh reality. You can't prevent every crime or catch every criminal. A certain number of murders, muggings, and aggravated assaults will also occur each year, and not all of those offenders will be arrested, charged, or convicted. But the difference is that prosecutors won't say it's too risky to charge a mugger because the jury will hear that the victim carried her purse in plain sight and thus vote for acquittal. People who stand around watching and filming a barroom brawl will not later say on the stand that they thought it was okay because only punches to the face count as assault, not elbows to the kidneys or kicks to the shins. Jurors will not tell reporters, based on the evidence presented, we believe she killed him, but she says she didn't, so we're at an impasse. Who deserves our sympathy? Rape culture manifests in myriad ways. I'll get to several of them in the rest of this book, but its most devilish trick is to make the average, non-criminal person identify with the person accused instead of the person reporting a crime. Rape culture encourages us to scrutinize victims' stories for any evidence that they brought violence upon themselves, 
and always to imagine ourselves in the terrifying role of good man falsely accused before we rush to judgment. We're not meant to picture ourselves in the role of drunk teenager at her first college party, thinking, wow, he seems to think I'm pretty. Or the woman who accepts a ride with a nice guy, who's generously offered to see her safely home from the bar. Or the girl who's passed out in a room upstairs, while the party rages on below, so chaotic that her friends don't even notice she's gone. When it comes to rape, If we're expected to put ourselves in anyone else's shoes at all, it's the accused rapists. The questions that inevitably come along with, what was she wearing, and how much did she have to drink, are, what if there was no rape at all? What if she's lying? What happens to this poor slob she's accusing? What if he goes to prison for a crime he didn't commit?